The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Thank you very much, Eamon. It's just gone five o'clock. It is the Hard Shoulder. It's Anton in for Kieran, and we are at the end of a week that has been remarkable in terms of the fortunes of our state-funded broadcaster in the form of RTE, because RTE had made a number of um, statements. Um, the chairman had appeared, or the chairperson had appeared on uh, 6-1. The interim deputy director general had appeared on 6-1. We'd had statements from Noel Kelly. We'd had statements from Ryan Tuberty. But we hadn't really got to the bottom of things or even anywhere particularly near to the bottom of things until it all emerged in the Oireachtas. First at the Media Committee on Wednesday and then yesterday at the Public Accounts Committee where we discovered the sheer reach and influence of Noel Kelly within RTE and his role in brokering this deal for Ryan Tuberty. We saw how many people were involved with knowledge and some fairly significant knowledge of the nature of the deal and the fact that there was, as it was just described by the former Chair Moya Doherty, a covert deal paid out of a slush fund um, to find a way to get money to Ryan Tuberty that wouldn't be seen to show up in the books. And it has led to a number of questions about what now for RTE and how it rebuilds trust and how it rebuilds some form of decent corporate governance within the organisation. In a second, we're going to be talking to Brian Stanley, Chair of the Public Accounts Committee, who, of course, was chairing that committee discussion yesterday and was privy to all of the evidence that came before it. But before that, a small reminder of all that's happened. To me, growing up, RTE, uh, the den, Planet Zog, you must be living on it if you're asking us to, to actually believe that no one else knew. Who were you lying to? <laughs> Expairs, the government, the people who paid the licences. I'd love to see some of the licence fee peers who have been prosecuted, put in imprisonment, getting these kind of chats and having sweet deals and having a 50 50 20. <laughs> Just laugh at I don't mean to, um, you know make a joke here but in, in RTE the joke is that the uh, the RTE guide is the perk. As a trained accountant and a former financial controller I am appalled as to how payments were recorded and presented in the RTE accounts. What was the motivation here? It appears to me that this was an act designed to deceive. Yeah there was 10 year IRFU ticket support for uh, the cost through the market. 138,000 euros of taxpayers' money. Fairly flippant with taxpayers' money. I mean, hold on, hold on. You see, what galls the public is RTE cry poverty constantly. And here are you, as commercial director, a redundant chief financial officer that's not aware of anything. And here you are flashing taxpayers' money. Hiring a coach to take you from Drumcondra to Crow Park, bringing the hobby along. I don't know what my exact salary is off the top of my head. Of course, don't know, but I can give you. I, no, I can give you. Absolutely, I Chief yeah. financial officer of RT can tell us what he's paid. Am I supposed to buy that? It depends who the fraud is against, if anyone has lost out. I mean, you could say the, the tax... My own opinion is maybe the taxpayer was, was defrauded, but... 
last voice there was the RTE Chief Financial Officer whose salary ultimately was disclosed at the Public Accounts Committee thanks to the intervention of the Chairman who indicated that he would expect that to be provided as part of the evidence. Well, that Chair is Brian Stanley, who is Sinn Féin TD for Leash Offaly. Brian, you've had the scope since yesterday evening to reflect on what was said to the committee. As we now stand, what do you see as the issues for RTE? Well, now, what we've seen this week and what we saw yesterday at the Public Accounts Committee uh, was a sight to behold. Um, what I see in relation to RT at this point is, is that what has been uncovered is is slush funds, uh, barter accounts, uh, beneficiaries of who are questionable people who are connected, uh, huge fees being charged for them, payments being made through by, by diversionary routes uh, to keep it off the books of the company, uh, uh, corporate funds being used for all kinds of all kinds of cardiology, and what we've got is is that we have you know we spent a week trying to wring the truth out of them, and particularly yesterday bring them back and forward over the inconsistencies of what they've said. So what we have seen is a complete failure of corporate governance. Uh, we're told that everybody operates in a silo out there in RTE, so they don't know what each other is doing. So they're not all to blame for it. Uh, yet we have a nine-person board, uh, and they don't live in different countries, and they do work for the one company, and they are part of the one team. That's the important thing to say to your leaders, or to, uh, sorry, say to your listeners this evening. Those leaders in RTE, they, they, of course, they meet. Of course, they work as a team. They're a corporate entity. They're, they're the executives at the top of the tree, led by D Forbes, and of course, they would be tic-tacking with each other. But this thing of you know, we ask for D4's resignation, we get rid of her, and then we blame everything on her. Yes, a lot of a lot of what happened can be apportioned to D Forbes, and probably you know one of the most the most responsible person because she was director general. But the head of finance, the head of legal services, the head of the commercial section, and so on, their head strategy head strategist uh, Rory Rory Coveney. Uh, I questioned him yesterday about all of this. All of those people, you know. Should be in, should know what's going on, should know about these. Well, many uh, of the people that you've outlined, it was evident from both their evidence from the statements that they did know what was going on. We were told that the director of content well, was aware of it. We were told that Adrian Lynch was aware of it, although he said that he wasn't aware that it was underwritten. We know that the commercial director was aware of it. I mean, the, the, the evidence is that these people were directly involved in one way or another in either the creation of or an awareness of this payment. We have established, despite our denials, that our fingerprints of at least five other people are, are right across all of these. All of this, what I'm after. Can I ask you? Can I ask uh, Brian Stanley the, the people who weren't present before the committee? Because obviously, the more the evidence went on, the more that we saw that it related significantly to the engagement of Noel Kelly. So we, the committee, didn't hear from Noel Kelly, nor did it hear from D Forbes, nor did it hear from Jim, Jim Jennings. Have you a desire to hear from those people? Well, now that I was going to come to that, we have we now have the powers to compel them to attend. Uh, we were granted those powers by the doll by the doll this week, special powers to do that. In the normal course of events, we can compel people who are directly employed by a state body that's audited by the CNAG, that's the Control and Auditor General. RTE isn't because it's a commercial semi-state, but does receive state funding. But to strengthen our powers we decided to double down on, on, our, on the legal part of it and to make sure that we are armed with the proper legal entitlement. So we will be, I will be proposing to the committee that we seek deep Forbes. We've, we've, already, we've already agreed to that, by the way. We will be, I, I hope, and I think the, the committee members have spoken to, want to see Brian Torbett in. 
they do want to see Noel Kelly, his agent in from NK Communications, and Jim Jennings, uh, the head of content at RT, who is out due to illness at the moment. We also will want to see Jim Jennings in uh, because what I'm saying... And this is, is in front is of the Public Accounts Committee, not the Media absolute, Committee. Absolutely. Well, the Public Accounts Committee would be the only one that can compel them, people who are not directly employees, to come in. That's my So let me just understand legally. this, Brian. As you understand it, you have the power and will use the power to compel D Forbes, Brian Tuberty and Noel Kelly to attend in front of your committee. That is my intention. And speaking to the other members, speaking to some of the other members of the committee, uh, as this calamity unfolded and just following yesterday evening very briefly, uh, certainly that, that seems to be the wish of the committee. And personally, I'm of that opinion for a long time that we need to see the whole lot of them in. We want to hear their side of it. An awful lot... If you think about what happened here, as this was being unfold, as this was being exposed last week, uh, the, there was a rush to get out a statement by RTE, which they did say at the opening part of the statement, which came out on earlier this week, was that the force may disagree with the contents. Uh, but basically what they've done was they lobbed it all on the, at the feet of Indeed, but, but sorry to cut across you, but I just want to be clear on this, because it is unusual to see Oireachtas committees compel private citizens to attend before them. You're telling us that you are going to compel, in other words, force Noel Kelly, we're, Ryan Tuberty and D Forbes. We're going to seek that compelability. Now, can I just qualify that? I've, I've spoken to the civil servants today about this, right? And uh, it, it, it appears that we have the power to compel outside people to come, right? Obviously, legal people on each side will look at this uh, and question it, obviously, if you don't want to come and you, you would be running by your solicitor to get their take on it. But it, from what appears, from what we have, we're in new territory here, by the way. This is a very, very unusual event. That's but a, if I understand uh, it then, effectively what you're saying, Brian Sandy, is that you will compel them and the only way that they will avoid an appearance at the committee is if they manage to find a legal way to fight their way out of it. Yes, that's, that's, that's the intention. That's my intention. And I think that the committee members will support that as well because, you know, those who have spoken about it and those who have spoken to uh, seem to have a view that that's who we need to get in, and I have discussed that matter with with uh, with senior servants with a senior civil civil servant uh, just this afternoon because we want to try and double down on this, and uh, if we can't at all get them in, because I think it's important that we hear their side of it as well. Um, you know, there was a lot of it's you know these diversionary routes, slush funds, uh, you know false invoices, etc. You know, a lot of this has been exposed. Uh, through the hearings But that's week. the advice that you've got from the civil service just as, as, sorry for, to keep harping on this because it's just such an unusual thing to, to see compelability powers used by Dáil uh, committees against um, private citizens the advice that you have is you have the power to do this and that you are going to do it in respect of Ryan Tuberty Noel Kelly and D Forbes As of now as of now that is the indications are that, that we should or we should have strong enough of a hand to do this but as I said to you right and I'm being careful about it because uh, uh, you know we do need to uh, you know, there's a further bit of, a little bit of further checking to be done on this. But the indication as of this afternoon is that it appears that we have the powers to compel them because of, don't forget what happened this week. We actually went to the Dáil to request further powers this week through the Committee for Remit and Oversight and the, and the, the floor of the Dáil Chamber. The, door, the Dáil Chamber, the Dáil itself, the National Parliament has given us extra powers to pursue this matter, Right. And the read of that from my conversation this afternoon is that uh, it appears that we do have the powers to compel people who aren't in the employment of RTE to come in. Do you think you're and going I'm, to be facing a legal fight? I don't know. 
I would hope and I would make this appeal, right, after what has unfolded in the last eight or nine days, you know, I would say to people, you know, to cop on, uh, you know, if they want to have any credibility for the rest of their life in wherever they go or whatever role in life they want to play, it's best to come in, but get it all up on the table, hold your hands up and and say sorry to the public and to the staff in RTE and to other people who'd have misled. Okay, can I ask, there's a a number of other issues then uh, emerging, Brian Stanley. There's obviously the people who weren't there and the roles that they played, and we've discussed how you're going to um, compel them to attend. The other issues that emerged um, may require follow-up, I would have thought, and you can tell me what your view is. Issues like whether or not there will be a regime change at the highest level within RTE, which is what the NUJ is calling for. Issues as to whether or not agents should be allowed to continue to do the work that they do uh, at high level within RTE, which the NUJ has called uh, to end. And issues around governance of things like expenditure, like the €180,000 on rugby tickets. Where does all of that go? That, oh, that has to go. That has to go. I told them that at the end of the meeting yesterday. That all has to go. That's the end of it. I mean, you know, from now on, everything has to change. And the sooner, I mean, I'm anxiously awaiting the uh, the terms of reference of the of the review commissioned by the uh, by the minister uh, minister for communications. That's important that we see that quickly, and that the terms of re- reference are extensive uh, to give somebody with the power to go in there and to do a full a full examination. And whoever has to go has to go. But it's absolutely clear to me that there has to be a complete change in the management team. There has to be a complete change in the account- accountancy practices. The, uh, dodgy accounts, uh, hidden money, diversionary routes to pay money, uh, funny money. That all has to end. That, that can't be no more. And there has to be some level. There, had, there, can, only be, there can only be one accountancy fi- uh, system and one financial system within a big organisation where 1,800 people are working. Okay. There has to be. And it, that book, can I just, that book w- has to stop somewhere. One final thing, Brian Sandy, we got a text and it re- represents a lot that are coming in that said, John Delaney turned up to an this committee and said nothing. They will do the same. This is when John Delaney read an opening statement that effectively said that thanks to legal advice, he was going to say no more. What happens if that's the response that you get, that they attend, but they quote legal advice and don't speak? Well, if somebody wants to come in and do that, uh, obviously, I can't stop him from doing that, but uh, that also has implications, um, you know. So people want people want to continue on, you know, in their career, doing whatever they want to do. Uh, there's the court of public opinion. Uh, there's a credibility, and what I would say to you is, is there may be other avenues as well. But my advice, my strong advice, is that even at this point, is that for those other people who knew about this, and I've named I've named four people. Uh, they should come in at the earliest opportunity. Two of, them are, two of them have health issues at the moment. That's fair enough. As soon as you're medically fit, do please come back to the come back to the doctors' committee. And I would say we shouldn't even have to look to compel you. You know, do the right thing as citizens. You know, uh, do the right things. Uh, we're supposed to live in a democracy. And the same thing for you know the likes of Noel Kelly or Brian Turbidy that they volunteer to come in. They shouldn't need to be compelled. We shouldn't have to go to all the rigmarole of legally compelling people, for God's sake. You know, they're being asked to come in. They're, the, uh, they're being fed from the public purse. They're receiving big amounts of public money. Okay. They're accountable to people who are listening to your show this evening. Do the decent thing. Okay. Do the decent thing and come in. We have and that if point, you don't, and, it, and, and if you don't, we're going after you. And we will use whatever powers we can get our hands on to get you in before the committee. Brian Stanley, thank you very much. This is Brian Stanley, Chair of the Oireachtas Public Accounts Committee and Sinn Féin TD for Leash Offaly. Back. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.